Hey, what's up, Conscious Couple fans? If you like what we're putting down and you want to support, go ahead and go to our Facebook page and like it. Give us a review on the podcast app or even just give us some stars. Help get the message out there. It really helps us a lot, so thank you in advance. Alright, again, welcome everyone. It's just me today, Bryce, and I'm going to be talking about what do you do after a breakup. And I know we've all been here. I've definitely been here. I remember my last breakup before I met Jenny. There was about a two-year gap between my last breakup and meeting Jenny. And we lived together. She had moved across states to move in with me. And it was super confusing. And it went from like, we're together one day, and I won't get into the situation, but then the next day, we really couldn't be in the same room. Not like there was physical violence, but it just, there was too much stress there, too much pain. And it sucked. I mean, I couldn't sleep, I couldn't eat, I couldn't stop thinking about the situation and her, and I felt angry and sad and all these things. And it just took over my life. It was like, it was like I was totally debilitated for a period of at least a week or two. And I would try to talk to people, but often I didn't want to. And if I did, sometimes I'd start crying or I'd just kind of get more angry. Super confusing. And I know a lot of people can relate to that experience. So before we get into this episode, and again, I'm bringing this up because this is coming up with people we're working with. We do work with single people. A lot of times they are people that have recently ended a relationship. So they're coming to us for more support and what to do moving forward. The first few things that you need to understand are that these feelings are temporary. They're not going to last forever. And they can't kill you. They can't hurt you. They may be stressful, but you can handle them. The thoughts, on the other hand, and the stories attached to them are what lead to dangerous behaviors. But the feelings on their own are okay. You can handle them. You won't feel like this forever, and there are plenty of other people out there for you. Even if you're thinking that you're flawed or that that was your person, you'll never find someone again, it'll take too much work, the dating scene is just screwed up right now, there's no one in my area. All of that is not true. There are people out there. You might not find them next week, but they're there. So now that we've planted those flags where you can see them, Let's talk about what you can actually do and want to separate out a few things here. So let's assess the situation honestly. So first off, if you're feeling like you want to harm yourself or you're suicidal, you need to get professional help immediately. Stop listening to this podcast, pick up the phone, get some help. There's lots of free support out there, so money should not be an issue. You need to go to therapy if you need to Go to a psych ward if you need to check yourself into a treatment center, whatever it takes. If you're feeling that way, everything else in life can be put on hold because you need to take care of yourself right now. So this podcast isn't so much for people that are in that situation. This is for people that are still able to function in life, but for whom it is becoming extremely difficult and 
you're dealing with a lot of emotions, but you're not in physical danger. So I tend to look at this as in three stages. So the first stage is immediately after the breakup happens, and this will last anywhere from a few days to a few weeks. And this is where you might go through the stages of grief where it's disbelief and confusion, lots of anger, lots of sadness. And at this point, I think it's best to go into damage control. So what do you really have to do? Simplify your life and everything that really needs to get done. And if your partner is intertwined in your life in some way, do the bare minimum as to not cause more damage to yourself or them. So if you live together and you have to move things, do what you got to do, but don't feel like you have to overextend yourself in any way because, again, you need to take care of yourself here. Do you have kids? Do you need to figure out what needs to happen with them? Do you work together? Is this something? Do you guys share finances? There may be a few things here that really need to get taken care of right away, so ignoring them is not going to make the situation any better. And again, there's no right or wrong way to do this, but I just want to put this on your radar that there are, even if it is hard, there are ways that you can make it worse by not doing anything. And the next thing you want to look at is your bubble. So what you can control in your life. So that includes your mental health, your physical health, your job, your home, and just keep it really simple. So cut out all the parts of your life that you don't have to do things. You don't have to take care of people right now. You're the one that needs the support. Again, this isn't gonna last forever, but really break down what needs to happen in your life for you to function, and then give yourself space to just rest and talk. This is just like having the flu, and it might feel even worse, and it might last a little bit longer. You might actually even get sick when we're stressed for a long period of time. It can weaken our immune system. We're more susceptible to getting sick. And even if we're not actually sick, laying in bed and not being able to eat and feeling down and tired and unable to focus, those are all the same things as the symptoms of being really sick. And although it won't be forever, you need to treat it as though you are sick because you are. You are not 100% right now. And I highly suggest that you talk to as many people as possible, especially if you're the type that doesn't want to, that wants to hole up in your room and just lay in bed. Of course, get the rest that you need, but talk to everyone. It's okay if you break down in the line at the supermarket and start telling someone that you just went through a breakup. There's nothing wrong with that. We need connection in times of disconnection like this. And for the most part, people do want to hear and they do want to help. And this is part of taking care of yourself. Taking care of yourself is not always about just you. Sometimes you need to reach out. That becomes part of taking care of yourself. And this can be a great time, even if it's short term, to get involved with some type of therapy or coaching. If you're really feeling like, hey, my friends, like they don't really know how to deal with this or my family, they're giving me bad advice here. Like people are all up in my business or I'm having trouble reaching out. So I actually need to schedule a time to talk to somebody to hold myself accountable. You don't have to do it forever. This will be a great time where you can actually speed up the process of your healing and recovery from this breakup is by getting some support. Going out and hooking up with a bunch of people or drinking a lot or laying in bed, all these things that we tend to find are pretty normal really aren't helpful. 
no doubt you're going to eventually feel better, probably, even if you're doing all this. But you might leave other people and unhealthy behaviors in your wake that are not going to help you long term. And it's, <laughs> it's helpful to note that at this time, it's probably not good to start dating again in the first couple of weeks. Some people try to bounce back really quickly and use like a new person to get that new high, jump right into the honeymoon phase, and they kind of deal with breakups that way in general, just hopping from one to the other. But the baggage, the leftover emotions don't get processed and you carry those over into your next relationship. Or you just get really confused and get with someone and then you confuse them and you can end up hurting people. I know we really don't want to do that. And now the second stage I see is lasting. This is after usually a few weeks and this can last up to a few months. It can be quite a while. And there's still probably a lot of anger and sadness, but the dust has settled some. You're reaching some level of acceptance with, with what is. And this is where you can begin to integrate more complexity and responsibility into your life as you grow stronger. And this is going to look different for everyone, but... At some point, yeah, you got to get back on the horse and this is going to be up to you. And getting back on the horse and taking on some more responsibility again and pulling some weight is actually what can help you feel better. Creating movement in your life is going to help you feel better. You might not need to do it right away, but if it's been a month and you're still laying in bed and you're not talking to anyone, if you've just shut down completely, it's time to get up. It's time to pick up the phone if you feel like you can't get up and say, hey, Get over here and help me get out of bed. Whatever it takes. I get that this can be extremely energy sucking and depressing and you can feel anxious and it can be overwhelming. So there's no idea that's too crazy or to try. Yeah, and at this point, maybe you feel like you're ready to date again. And then at some point in here, you want to reassess again, like really sit down and put pen to paper. How am I really doing? What really happened here? And at this point, as you're moving into the third stage, which is where you really want to rebound and grow even more than you did in your relationship and push past your boundaries, you're now stronger, you've now learned a lot. You want to really take extreme responsibility for your part in the relationship. You chose this person. You showed up in some ways and you didn't in others. This is not all them. Even if you were cheated on, even if they broke up with you out of the blue, even if you felt like you were emotionally abused in some way, you had some part to play in this by letting it continue. Maybe you're a people pleaser. Maybe you're afraid of conflict. And it's okay. You want to have self-compassion for yourself here. And in the work that we do with people, we really go back into people's lives and look at why this makes sense. It needs to make sense why you act the way you do in order to change. This is the first step. Once you move past the confusion and it clicks and it makes sense, then the action is going to be a lot more clear. And you'll actually be able to take responsibility because you understand it. You understand yourself. Self-development isn't all forward. It's also using the past to inform what's happening right now and where you're most likely to go moving forward. Because you can have the biggest aspirations, you can be ambitious, you can have big dreams. But if you don't understand your trajectory and why it is the way it is, you may be constantly surprised or disappointed in why things are going the way they are. 
And if I were to add a few more things to this, it's to sit and be with your experience. Because most of what we're running from is the feeling itself or the judgment of the feeling that it's not okay, that I feel this sad, that I'm this incapacitated, I must be weak, there must be something wrong with me, why would they break up with me? All of that is in the mind. The more that you can drop down into your heart, just really feel, feel the physical sensations. Notice the stories. Find where you still are resourced, even when you feel like you're not at all. Only dealing with things on the surface is only going to create surface results, and in the long run, those don't last. If you are here in your life, if you are dealing with a recent breakup, there's a lot to be learned, a lot to be gained here. This is all great information. Life tends to be cyclical, and these struggles are showing up here to teach you something. If you're open to learning, the other option is you just distract yourself and go about your business and do things the way you've always done them, and you'll probably get the same results. That's why people date the same types of people over and over and complain about the same things over and over, and nothing changes. You can do things differently. You can change the trajectory of your life. There are lots of really skilled people out there that can help. Jenny and I are a couple of those people. We study this stuff. We've been through this stuff in our own life. I told you one story of a bad breakup, but every breakup I had was like that. And now I know why. <laughs> I really understand why. And now in this relationship with Jenny, where consciousness is one of the top values, there is no slack. There is no more hiding. Maybe for a short period of time, but the new mode of operation is to face the fears, face the feelings, sit with them, go back and learn, and use all my judgments towards Jenny and towards everyone else as a mirror into what's really going on inside me. So anyways, that's a quick snippet for you if you've gone through a breakup recently or if you think you might have one on the horizon. And this is going to even feel the same when you're in a strained relationship with a family member or a friend. Sometimes losing a friend or if they've just kind of cut gone out of connection with you can feel a lot like this too. So whether you're just needing to create stronger boundaries, get back on your side of the street, look at the mirror and what they're representing, no matter what it is, this stuff is not a problem. This is the fuel that helps self-development. If everything in your life just went great all the time, we wouldn't have any material to work with. So we really need this. Anyways, that's what I got for today. Thanks for listening. And again, you can visit us at www.advancedrelationshipacademy.com if you want to learn more or see about working with us. Thanks, guys. Thanks.